Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. Krista Palmer, and I just won bronze medal in the women's three meter individual diving competition. Woohoo! <laughs> you sound great. And just FYI, no video on this. Oh, okay. I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack. From iFit. You can hear us in the headphones, okay? Yes. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Krista, thank you for being here with us in the village. Um, you have a very interesting story. Um, you did not start diving until you were 20 years old. You're 29 now. Um, can you talk about what you did before you were 20 and how you made that transition into the diving world and how in just nine short years you made your way onto the Olympic podium? We say nine years in the making in the diving world, but it really began when I was five years old. I began as a gymnast at the age of five and really I had done gymnastics for about seven years and I had a knee injury that kind of took me out of the sport and kind of my love for the sport was dissipating and I saw somebody at my gym jumping on the trampoline and I was like, wow, that looks amazing. I wanna be doing something like that because I, as a gymnast, had always loved the trampoline. And so I had then tried to make a transition into trampoline while doing gymnastics at that time and really I, I just felt like my heart was right where it was on the trampoline and that's really what brought me into the sport of trampoline and I knew it was uh, going to become an Olympic event at that point in my life and so my Olympic dream as a gymnast really it was not quite shattered. It just kind of transferred into my career and my athletics as a trampolinist. And so I continued with the sport of trampoline. I pursued it for about eight years and I competed nationally and internationally for uh, USA and really just had hopes and dreams to make the Olympic dream of mine uh, real on on the trampoline. And I yet again had another knee injury, actually two more, uh, that I've had now a total of three knee surgeries. And so really, I had to kind of make a decision at that point in my life uh, if it was good for my body and my health to return to you know, a sport that I loved so much, but it was putting my health at risk. And, you know, of course I wanted to continue with this Olympic dream of mine, but I think I really kind of had the realization that my health is more important. And so I, you know, had taken a step back from athletics at that time and knew that education was something to fall back on uh, always. And I could just pursue that. And so I did that for a little while, but I was lucky enough to meet a friend of mine at our local community pool. And he said, come play on the diving boards with me. And 
He's one of the only ones that could change the Volcrum uh, on the springboard to be able to make it more bouncy. And I watched him do some flips on, you know, I called it the low dive and the high dive at that time because that's what I grew up as a kid knowing. Um, you jump off the high dive. <laughs> And, and it's the three meter. <laughs> and it's the three meter. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I watched him do some of his tricks and I just, I remember thinking, wow, I can do this. I feel like I can do that trick. And, uh, you know, I've, I've watched many Olympic games, watched diving on TV, watched Laura Wilkinson win the Olympic gold in 2000, which was actually the last individual medal that was earned since this one and so I mean I remember watching all of that and as a trampolinist I I could imagine myself doing all those tricks from the 10 meter platform and that's where uh, my diving career really uh, started I mean I went up to Reno and I met my coach and she said jump onto my college team and so I started as a walk-on athlete at the University of Nevada, Reno, and it just it took it from there. We just kept sitting, setting bigger and bigger goals. And I mean, this is, this is a big goal. Maybe it's not our biggest goal, you know? I think from here we can still set bigger ones. And really it's been an unbelievable journey for me to be coming to this point and really to have made an Olympic Games and be here in the first place and then to final at my first Olympic Games and then to bring home a medal is just, oh my goodness, it is truly unbelievable to me. Well, it's incredible your journey because you were able to be such a high-level athlete in three different sports. And that is a true testament to who you are as an athlete and as a person you mentioned Laura Wilkinson and watching her in 2000 and she gave you something really special at the diving trials. Can you talk about what that was and how meaningful that was from her? Yeah. So we have this tradition in the USA diving world. Once you qualify for an Olympic games, uh, a prior Olympian uh, will give you their Olympic ring. And so uh, I was running to, you know, can say that, like, give my coach a hug. And, and she walks up to me and kind of just like shoves this ring into my hand. And I looked at her and I said, you're giving it to me? Because I, I've always looked up to her. I watched her in the Olympic Games win gold. And I mean, she is really strong in her faith. And, you know, I, I admire that in her. And she's been an inspiration even in my diving career. Um, now, she, you know, she's 40, over 40 years old. And she just competed at another Olympic trials. And so to be competing alongside her at that meet and then also to receive the ring from her was truly, truly an honor. And, you know, I brought it here with me to Tokyo because I was just thinking, you know, hey, this is kind of my lucky charm. I yes, knew we were going to, I knew we were going to get our Olympic rings when we got here, but uh, my coach and I both said, you know, I should bring that ring, shouldn't I? And so I did. And, you know, after I had won the bronze medal, I wore her ring up on the podium stand because I just feel it was a piece of me, you know, as she gave me that, it was, it was an honor for her to give that to me and I hope it's now an honor that I can give back to her by showing her just how much I really truly look up to her. 
I want to talk a little bit about the village and what it's like to be an athlete here at the Olympic Games. You were able to walk in opening ceremonies. What was that experience like? Can you give us a behind-the-scenes look? Because from the TV perspective, we obviously see you guys walk out, and that's really awesome. But you guys aren't out there in the stadium the entire time. So can you give us that inside look as to what it's like? Yeah, it was really kind of a, a split decision on if we were going to be able to go or not because my event, uh, the synchronized three meter, was with my partner, uh, not the next day, but the following day. And so we really, it was a, a moment of should we go or not? Is this going to, um, you know, harm our chances at, you know, performing well? And so both her coach and I, and and my coach agreed that it was actually really like we should go it's part of the experience and it may be once in a lifetime and so uh, we decided that we were going to go and we didn't just decide that we were going to go we decided we wanted to be at the front row of the whole usa show and so we uh the whole diving team we just shuffled all the way to the front of the uh, of all the athletes for usa because we were like we gotta be by the cameras and you know because there's no spectators here and so just to give everybody back home a little bit of I don't know, us being here and really just, I think just making a presence to them because they've really made a presence in our lives as as a high-level athlete. And so it was wild. I mean, we were just really scrambling to be at the front the entire time. And it was pretty hot and humid and a lot of people um, (laughs) kind of all together walking through it. But Uh, You know, it was pretty interesting because there's not as many athletes this time around uh, with going through opening ceremonies. And so, um, you know, I think it went by quicker than any other Olympic Games. And we took the first shuttle back home, so we didn't really watch the rest of the ceremony. So I am looking forward to getting back home and watching it from home and experiencing it from, you know, the view of the TV and seeing the whole show. Yeah, it was incredible. I was able to watch it in my hotel room, which I'm in now, um, live. And it was it was a wonderful show. You will really, really enjoy it. Um, the village itself, what is that like walking around and seeing athletes from all different sports, all different countries living in the same place? It, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And it's truly remarkable, you know, being around the best of the best of all all athletes of all sports and you know talking with all the other athletes because USA is all in you know in the same building and so talking to other athletes I think it's really cool because we have so much respect for learning about each other's sports and just knowing what it takes in our sport to get to that point and then hearing somebody else's story um, of how they got there and in a totally different sport and so it's really cool to have mutual respect for all these other athletes and I mean you see athletes outside running and fast walking and cycling and skateboarding and the other day synchronized swimmers were out there practicing their their dance which is supposed to be in the water and so it is, it's really cool to kind of experience other people's sports, I guess, through it all and, you know, be all ingrained in it in the in the dining hall and, you know, I think is really cool to be around 
all athletes of all countries. Yeah, it's an amazing place to be. Um, congratulations, you handled the pressure better than most and mm-hmm. you deserve all of the success that you've had and that will come your way and we hope to see you in Paris 2024 is that kind of on the radar it's on the radar <laughs> all right we'll say it's on the radar <laughs> you know I've always said I I want to do my sport all the way up until you know I've reached my peak or I'm not having fun anymore and neither of those two are really quite there yet and so I I think there's still more in me I think I'm still young in the sport of diving and I know that I can achieve more than even this um, I looked back on my dives I was like I still I still see a little bit of trampolinist in me you know I I want to like take that background but I also want to be full diver too at the same time my mentality right. is just to be perfect at everything and so um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what the next, you know, three years now hold for me. Well, whatever happens, keep having fun. Keep being the amazing person that you are. You. And we are all cheering for you thank heading you forward. So, so thank you for joining much. us, Krista. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your time here in Tokyo. And I hope you get home safe and you get to relax. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thanks, Krista. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. Follow In the Village now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to catch every moment of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games.